Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Everyone, it's V. Hi! And CJ. CJ, say hi. Oh, hola. Dígame. Dígame. <laughs> Folks, it's V and CJ, Rogue News in Exile. CJ, we have four more days, bro. Four more days. Four more days. Oh. These are the days. Yes. Yeah, Gosh. Come way back. Yeah. What song was it? Who sang that? Um, I can't remember her name. I'll, I'll think of it. I'll remember it later on. Oh. Actually, I have a DVD, I think, of Listen, I'm saying DVD going way back in the days. Oh, we, we, um, we, we can play that DVD. Natalie right Merchant. Now. We, Natalie Merchant. Natalie there you Merchant. Go. We, we, we don't have to worry about a, um, a what's my, who's it? Copyright? Yeah, copyright strike. You know, we don't. Say. We don't. You there, V? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, I'm not sure if you've been watching it all, but one of the crazy things it's and and I'm I'm hoping they they have the balls to to block it. I I doubt if they will. Um, but that's the the you know the current confirmation of the uh, Supreme Court nominee. Um, gosh darn it! I just what's her name? Uh, someone threw it up in chat. I know. I know someone probably. Um, uh, dun, 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 dun. She uh, uh, Brown. Yes, Brown uh, Jackson. Yeah. Um, yes, you know, I mean, some very troubling things have really came out, and and I think it's 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 reason for for pause. And but it's okay if it's like everything else that our federal government does that leads to the uh, destruction of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Then I, then I'm fine with that. However, there were, there were two things, three things in particular, in terms of how she manages decisions behind the court and the classroom that are very troubling. That should be very troubling to any person listening to this stream, whether left, right, gay, straight, man, woman, female, female, non-binary, is that I don't think in our culture, in our current status, that there's any room for people who think that it's okay to have sex with children, right? I think that's a fair statement that, Nowhere in in the world would that be acceptable, um, or or accustomed to society that we should find that acceptable. However, this particular Supreme Court nominee has found it totally okay to attempt to differentiate the laws and the rules between male uh, and M A I L, like mailing uh, child pornography and digital content. Uh, because she feels that like to mail a thousand pictures via the mail is different because in the digital age, you could click a download file that has 2000 images and that a judge should have the ability to decide in terms of what the 
statute is in terms of the recommendation for incarceration. And she has taken it upon herself time after time again. This isn't isolated. This isn't isolated. This is a pattern, a pattern where she has found it perfectly acceptable to to debunk, to not follow the recommended recommended uh, sentencing for these people, these pedophiles. She has, you know, complete leniency where she has re uh, reduced the sentencing by more than half. She reduced the sentencing of one person that ha happens to be a particular repeat offender that ended up raping a six-year-old child. Do we find that acceptable as a society? Do we have do we have to accept it as a society just because she's black? That because she's female? This is the level of stupidity that we have arrived, and it speaks volumes to administration. Whether it's the first um, mentally incapable, dyslexic, dyslexic, possibly disabled president to a, a, a black female who's sitting in the Oval Office. Do we feel that we need to fall to that where we just promote people because of they that you can check the boxes in terms of their level of diversity? Because that's what's happening. So that's that's number one. Sorry, I'm hogging all the airtime, but I think this is important. The second piece of it Keep is she had, she had an individual who was a kingpin, a kingpin of fentanyl, okay? Kingpin, like massive distribution network. They were able to bring up this individual and incarcerate him. And at his sentencing, she struggled in a conversation, I believe it was with Ted Cruz. It may have been a different uh, representative who was drilling her on this, where she attempted to state that she felt that his crimes of being a drug distributor in terms of fentanyl, which we know the massive overdoses that have occurred in our country. Never mind you, cannabis. No one's ever overdosed and died of cannabis, but that's just more of a professional plug. Pardon me for doing that. But fentanyl, okay? So fentanyl, so like so, so extreme cases of people who have overdosed and the and the crisis that we're currently still going through as a country. We've spent millions of dollars building these rehab centers. We have needle exchange programs across this country, but she feels, she feels this kingpin that it's a victimless crime. And at his attempt where he had received a very stiff sentencing uh, in terms of the, the incarceration where she allowed an appeal to his incarceration because she felt, because she felt that there were, there were no victims or I shouldn't say that, but she felt that there was no need to reach out to any of the victims, potentially families that have lost kids to overdoses. She, she again, reduced his sentence sentencing through that. So this is truly a person who is advocating so social justice behind the bench, probably looking people differently between the color of their skin. She has, she has no, like she should not even be nominated in there, but I, I don't, I don't think that the, I don't think the, the uh, the conservatives, the Republicans have the balls to push back against her because they don't want to be labeled as as uh, racist or or bigots, you know, anything regarding uh, gender. But there's def there's definitely reason for pause and great concern in regards to her being on the U.S. Supreme Court. But it's like if it's like everything else that the United States does, that we do everything that leads to the the destruction of our country, then so be it. Let let it be and allow the Supreme Court to have no no, um, no credibility in terms of how the states look at the Supreme Court and the decisions that they make. So sorry for that long-winded conversation, but 
I just think it's ridiculous that she's even up there and she, and she can't even identify what a female is. Like when she was asked a question, like, can you tell us specifically what a female is? Well, I'm not a biologist, so I'm not, I mean, I can't do that. What the hell? Come on, come on. Okay. That's it. That's all for me. <laughs> Good guys. Crypto, crypto cowboys here. Crypto. You, you want someone to add to that? Oh yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> there's a meme out with, uh, Celis Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> have you seen <laughs> he goes, does he look like a bitch? He goes, I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. <laughs> it's great. Um, by the way, if somebody please chime in, make sure my mic levels aren't too low or too high. That would be helpful. I think you're good, chat. bro. I think you're good. All right, cool. So yeah, you're good. Be late. When I, when I kind of logged into the to the green room, I think I'm still used to the old system where you can see who is there. And yeah. it just looked like I was the only one there. So I'm like, oh, these guys are late. I'm going to try to change my avatar. You know, so sorry to be a few minutes late. Are you trying to say, Cowboy, that we've ever been late? No, you guys are. <laughs> hey, no, late, I'm bro. on chronometer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> not a chronometer. I'm not a watch. <laughs> As far. Oh, yeah. You know, and. Uh, by the way, you raised an important issue. Um, gosh, if I could chart the idiocy, it would be lexicographic, which basically means the chart would go straight up. Um, so with this Supreme Court nominee, right, you have somebody who is – and this is what they're so good at on the the far left. Uh, they're so good at the, the narrative and semantics, and they're so good at word salad. And so what they what she's done is she has created a false construct, which is what these people do. They create false constructs. And so they, they created a false construct, an illusion to say, oh, well, this many pictures means less of a sentence. This many pictures means more. But now the medium has changed in how we you know get these pictures. Then we have to you know lessen it. OK, you know what? Uh, there is math there, but it's a complete logical fallacy. Look. You are doing something. The wrong. crime is the same. The crime. The is crime the is the same. The crime is the same. So that's and they're using. So there's a there's a show called Fresh and Fit. It gets old after a week. Yeah, they're they're, they're 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 pretty good. They're pretty good. It's on YouTube. What they do is they bring on these like you know entitled bitches and basically break them down. And this and this dude like basically one of the things he says is that reality does not adhere to social constructs. Right. right. He always says that. And this, what they're trying to put together is a social construct. But the thing about facts is that facts are facts, no matter what you say about them. And in the end, I think that, I don't know, I think these people's authority is going to melt away just because they're so effing stupid. I've got regular people who don't even like pay attention to our information here. They don't watch Alex Jones, any of that stuff. They just, they just know it's getting really stupid. <laughs> so when the regular people know it's getting stupid, I think that's when, you know, we do have a chance. So that's, that's what I have to say about all that. Perfect. So I know Hobo asked me to do my Elon Musk voice, but it's not. Hey, do, do the Elon Musk, bro. I, I just, Oh my God, I don't have it. I mean, it's kind of like you have to do this watered down. You have to do this, this watered down British accent. Um, uh, that's not yeah, it's just, it's terrible. I can't do it. It's you have to like you have to be a malfunctioning robot and say incredibly obvious things. Yeah, but then be really smart. Yep. Yeah, it's, I can't do it. So we, we, I can't. You know, you want me to yell like Arnold? That's great. But you know, I figured uh, people came on here to look at charts and not hear Arnold yelling. 
<laughs> Let me uh, do a quick screen share. Is there uh, anything V that you want me to, to kind of show before we, you know, get too far? Let's hit a uh, BTC and uh, then any pertinent uh, market info that, that caught your eye today. Sounds awesome. All right. We are. And then I want to, I want to show you what happened at the uh, Portland town meeting. <laughs> oh no! Don't tell me. Cassidy Clay, Cassidy Campbell, the uh, famous internet troll. Oh, jeez, <laughs> dude. Uh, all right, so the f- let's. I'm not going to start with LAC. That's uh, <laughs> that's coffee. Although it's an interesting chat, but we'll we'll move back over to to BTC. Good old Bitcoin here. Um, let's see here. Share this tab instead. Oh, not that tab. All right. Yeah, still getting used to the uh, to the new format, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll take Pfizer off the screen and we'll take a look at Bitcoin there. So Bitcoin's interesting to kind of spell it out as we're waiting for the chart to populate. Let's see, view tab. Okay, that's Pfizer. Bitcoin's in a weird spot. Yeah, last week we talked about it. Um, and it's in a, well, it's in a consolidation and the high time frame is actually, uh, bearish while the low time frame is bullish. So you get a kind of a compression and that compression will be evident in five, four, three, two, one. You see triangles on there. That's great. I'll erase the triangles. Uh, so these blue blocks, as we talked about last week, are resistances and supports their structure. Price does not want to go past structure, but when it does, the event tends to be explosive. Each one of these bars we're looking at is one week's worth of price action. Last week, we were kind of at the bottom of this block here, this local support, which is right at about 37,500-ish. And we're moving to the top of that. And the top of that is ultimately 45,000. And there's a good chance, you know, I make a little money in these swings right here just because I can identify when something's going to happen. I take a little piece out of the market. But in the end, and like I said last week, this is such a newbie thing to say, but it's so true in this particular instance. Once price breaks either above 45000 with conviction, aka it stays above there for a week or two, or if it breaks below, uh, say, 28000 29000 and stays below a week or two, we'll have a better idea where price is going to go next. But until these two main areas are actually broken, if you will, it's just going to range around. And the volatility has literally dropped off a cliff. And so what volatility means is that these hard, hard moves, that's a lot of price action. That's, you know, people either, you know, panic selling or panic buying. And that's, you know, that's what moves markets. But with Bitcoin, that has to be done by big players. Your average, you know, Joe Blow clicking a button in his mom's basement is not going to move that price. So just at the moment, according to like a lot of on-chain data, what we're seeing is there are still kind of a bit of a sell-off, but it's starting to equalize. It's a weird time. You have some people selling, some people accumulating. And when I say people, I mean big people. Um, You have coins leaving exchanges in a day, which usually means that they're, you know, people are taking Bitcoin in their wallet because they do not intend to sell it. Um, and that tends to be bullish. However, what's happened is that the large players know that we're looking at that. And that's the new way to spoof is they'll pull a bunch of coins off to make us think that 
it's time to buy. So it's it's really tricky. I just look at the charts, and right now the charts are not telling me all that much until we go either above 45 or say below below 29 or 29. So that's that's Bitcoin. Um, to take a quick look at the SP 500 as I switch the screen, you'll see my notes from last week, and we just have this this you know, the COVID crash on the far left here with that big long arrow down that, that yellow arrow that I actually drew during the show last week. And then we just have the money printing, 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 and you have these minor retracements, but the plunge protection team, the fed put just kind of, you know, stops it from falling and keeps it going up. Now we've seen what's called a bearish rotation, right? So the trend was headed up these, these move up and then a small move down movement past it broke the prior high, broke the prior high, but now, have a bearish rotation where the price actually has reversed and it's gone below the last low. Now, what price has done is it's come up and it may or may not be making a new high. We're not going to know until that high has been made. But the the thing to understand about this as I zoom in a little bit on the current situation, and again, these blue blocks that I've made here, those are structure points. And you can see I've made this one a pretty strong structure point. And that was last week. Price was all the way down here. You can see that price is now kind of, you know, erupted past that pretty well. So, you know, that's, well, actually price was all the way up last week, but this was a strong support is my entire point there. What happens with price, right? When price breaks above this point right here, means that there's a good chance that the uptrend is back. If price breaks below this point right here and below this support and stays down there for two weeks or more, in my opinion, then the downtrend is on. Now, of course, you have, you know, 3,600 for the S&P is the next support and will probably react to that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm looking at either two weeks above this prior high or two weeks below this prior low. And that's going to be an indi indication of a change. Of course, I have a lot more that I have in an algorithm too that tells me a lot more than that, but that's proprietary. Not going to share that here. Um, some of the people were asking me to show silver and gold. I know um, Sirius, uh, who is a buddy of mine, <clears throat> and also in the Discord wanted me to share silver. Um, so we'll go to silver. Silver is... Uh, let me see. This is a monthly chart. Okay. So this is a, a chart that goes back to the mid 2000s, right? And you can see that silver, I'm going to overlay gold on this really quick so we can kind of see the difference between silver and gold when it comes to volatility. If this will wake up, overlay silver. Okay. So we're going to, oh, that's an alert. Where's the compare button? I'm looking for a plus symbol right there. All right, so add gold to this, and it's going to be on the same price scale, same percent scale, right? So the orange line is gold, okay? It's obviously not the same price. Gold is a much higher price, but I put it on the same percent scale. So we're looking at this from a congruent standpoint. The volatility on silver is much higher, right? So silver and gold both spiked as a result of the 2008 GFC and silver spike was probably, it looks like about double uh, of golds as far as percentage is concerned. So, you know, uh, silver also came down a lot harder. So in a sense, silver is acting like a leveraged form of gold that gold is higher right now. Right? So if that leveraged kind of 
attribute continues, and that's a big if, then silver will probably surpass gold if and when there's a big move up. And what we're seeing with both of these is essentially a very large cup and handle. We talked about this last week. Um, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but a cup and handle with with uh, silver, pure and simple would, I mean, silver could go to 100, 200, and it could do it pretty quickly because the the move out of a cup and handle is a very violent thing. Um, you know, gold, I, I mean, look, if we have a move out, if they cannot continue to suppress the price, it could happen pretty quickly. Go to, you know, gold, I don't know, two, yeah, well, not two that's already... Uh, 3,000, 4,000, these are all realistic. It, the real question is, 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 is gold going up or is the dollar going down? And I think we all know the answer to that. Um, so, but this is a massive cup and handle and the basic targets, the basic idea of where price can go is what I just gave you pretty quickly. Um, oil's been exciting. It kind of took a rest and let me share this tab. It took a rest, but now it's on the way back up. So gold... I mean, uh, oil was headed up really high, peaked out at about 140 very quickly. This is uh, futures, by the way. It's Brent. Uh, so basically, it actually took a pretty hard fall from, let's say, 140 to 97. So that's a pretty substantial, I don't know, what is that, V, like uh, 30%, something like that. But now it's yeah. all the way, say, you know, back up to 120. And, you know, there's been a lot of news about oil and, you know, V, you can go into the, the geopolitical about that. Um, and who, what else do people want to see? Uh, the, uh, oh, coffee. That was a fun one. I know. I think it was Hobo asked for that one. <laughs> now, remember, we here at Rogue, we hold physical, right? We don't, we don't go along the paper on coffee. We hold our physical coffee. We hold physical. You got to hold physical coffee. If you don't hold it, you don't drink it. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't hold it, then. That's what it, what it, what do they say with silver? Yeah, if you don't hold it, it's not yours. <laughs> yeah, you don't hold it, you don't you don't own it. Possession is nine tenths of the coffee, right? Yeah. So the here it is, just a nice pop up on coffee. Um, the, there is an article today, Zero Hedge, talking about uh, the fertilizer issue, right? So, ton of fertilizer gets uh, you know produced and sold in uh, <laughs> Russia, Ukraine, and that ain't happening right now. So you know we are seeing a crunch. Um, anything else in particular that you want to see, V? Uh, no, I think uh, we are. Um, I think we're good. All right, I'm gonna just do a quick two-minute look at a lower time frame of Bitcoin because people probably should see something here. Um, you're seeing a little bit of proprietary here because I'm using the 108-minute interval. I use actually some pretty different intervals here. Um, the Bitcoin actually could run up into this 45,000. And the reason I know this is that my algorithm actually has this where it's getting really super excited, but the amount of liquidity, the nodes that it can chase are pretty low. And what I mean by that is the traders who are in, in leveraged markets, they have uh, areas where if the price goes below, they get liquidated. Right now, the amount of liquidations that are available are pretty now the market makers what they do is they force price into liquidation nodes and historically you can actually make those your targets and either go short or long uh, but right now the amount of liquidation and the amount of volume is pretty low so it may be and this is 
just kind of a prediction because I know a lot of the, the metric people are saying that the features right now features is kind of controlling things, but it may be that spot's going to take over. And when spot takes over, those liquidation nodes don't really matter as much. And it, I mean, is that possibility that we could break 45 and, and resume back up? Um, I know historically now is the time where price is going to head back down and go for a bear market historically that's if the four-year cycles matter so it, again not to over over talk about this but not to overcover it but bitcoin is any weird it's very hard to predict long term so that's what i got very well said my friend very well said you can hang out with us if you'd like my man oh, oh, shit. Too. oh yeah god Oh, oh shit! You uh, can't yeah. get out of here. <laughs> no, I thought I, I I shut off your screen. I thought I shut you off. Like I would, I would shut off your your your. You're little, such little, a turn off, dude. You're such a turn off. Sorry, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yeah, here's yeah. something funny that's pretty interesting. You know, we're kind of freestyling today. Hey guys, we have Matthew Aaron on today. Nice. Two p.m. Look, look at this. So this is a judge. This is her significant other, right? She's anti-white. She's racist. She's all this, and look what she's married to. Okay. AOC, this uh, soy sausage over here, the soy sausage, the so <laughs> this impossible burger that she's with right now. White dude. All this anti-white rhetoric. <laughs> He's an impossible burger. It's completely made of soy and meat glue, right? Hey, ra racism is the new virtue signaling. That's it. All about, you know, anti- this anti that and look who she's who she's with and here's our favorite terrorist elon omar who's she with another white dude looks like a doughboy and of course our vaunted intelligentsia the smartest the dimmest bulb in the dimmest room the one and only kamala ho harris right this is what they do bro this is what they do it's unbelievable look at this Radical in the streets, colonized in the sheets, right? There you go. But here's Don Lamont. Look at Don Lamont's bow. Yes. Yes, love. Yes. But all this anti-white rhetoric. Uh-huh. People who tell you to be afraid of white men sure love them. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Yep. I need to see the new Batman movie. Did you see the new Batman movie? Yeah, it's good. I like yeah. it. I gotta go check it out. But, yeah, uh, I was. I heard it was good. I was a little wary of the actor Robert Pattinson, but after watching him in Tenet, I'm gonna say he's good. Yeah, he's shocking, man. Shockingly good. Oh, look at this! Another anti-white supremacist. There you go. Another. Look at this. Beetlejuice herself with her fucking eyes. She's with Rachel Maddow and uh, another uh, Rachel Maddow. They 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 all come out of the same conveyor belt, don't they? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's interesting stuff. It's just, you know, again, it's come to a point where the narrative collapses on itself with these people because yeah. racism is supposed to be bad, but yet yeah. they don't like people of a color. <laughs> yeah, whites are so systematically racist. No, you, you, you can't be racist if you're white. Didn't you know that? Well. Uh. We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in the country is white men. <laughs> After work's done, you want to shove these dogs up our asses? <laughs> the dogs are like, get us out of here! Rocky? 
Oh my god! <laughs> Zoinks, Scoob! Zoinks! Hey, Scoob! Wanna make a couple? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. This is where we are. This is where we are just trolling through the internet. Lots of things going on, gentlemen. Siege, uh, what's the latest sit rep that you're hearing with the whole uh, situation in Eastern Europe? Well, <clears throat> I think everyone needs to jump over and check out the interview yesterday on the gray zone. Yes. It was a fabulous discussion in regards to what I feel is probably probably the best uh, analysis uh, that's, that's out there in terms of uh, proper assessment. Previous uh, UN uh, arms exp- inspector in Iraq, Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter. Right? Scott Ritter. He, and he is somebody who knows very well about he dealing with the deep state because they try to take him out yep. back in the Iraq war when he went in and he's like, look, ain't no bloody weapons of mass destruction here. And then what do they do? They try to put like child porn on his computer, the whole nine yards. This guy's a decorated Marine, UN weapons inspector, a great military analyst. And he gives you the play by play. It's just he's like, he's like, dude, these people are stupid. That, that, that's the whole thing. Go ahead, Siege. No, I mean, I think I don't think it would do it justice just talking about his assessment and his knowledge. Uh, it was it was a, it was a learning opportunity for me to be to be listening to him speak in terms of the uh, the ge- geopolitical aspects. You know, the guy understands a lot in terms of not only uh, military assessment, but also the economic ties in as well. He, he He's there. He gets it. And he under he has a, a deep thought process of understanding U.S. Uh, strategies and how they look at things and how they maneuvered and and long story short, V to sum it up, I would definitely recommend going watch it. But I, I was I completely agree with his assessment that basically it, it's turned into basically a proxy war in regards to Ukraine. That that a long time ago the analysis I can't remember who did the strategic military study that was paid for and and he he discloses that that hey look when they do studies about how to do regime change in Russia. If someone conducts a study like that, it's paid for by the U.S. government. And the best assessment was the best assessment and game plan that was drawn up 10 to 15 years ago was to leverage and utilize Ukraine as a, as a proxy for regime change in, in Russia. And I think that's what we, we're witnessing play, playing out right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It's a great, uh, Cowboy, did you see that interview? Great no, I missed it. I got to check it out. Great interview. I, Although, I recommend people check it out. I do disagree, though, with because if they're trying to put those kind of, you know, child images on his computer, I think it's because they want him to be the president in 2030. Because at this rate, true, that, that's, <laughs> at, the, at the rate we're going, that's going to if, if you're somebody. The case, then Paul Krugman is going to be the the next uh, president of the United States. You know, you know what happened to Krugman? No. Pretty funny. I called him out on Twitter for it, too. He's like, I don't know what happened. I was on my computer. This guy's idiots tweeting this because I guess something went sideways. And it's on his computer, and he didn't want to get caught or something like that. So he's like, uh, I was just surfing the web, and I was a victim of a phishing attack. All of a sudden, there was, like, child pornography from Thailand uh, <laughs> loaded onto my laptop. And I'm Jeez. like, sure, Paul. Sure. You're, you're sitting there having a, a, a vigorous wanking session, and you got caught. You got caught. And now, of course, you know, nothing happened to him. But, you know, but come on. It's Paul Krugman. You know the guy's skeevy. Dude, I don't know. I just don't understand it. What is with these people and kids? What is with them? I don't know, man. That's what the that's what the Russians say, right? Russians always like like top level Russian guys have asked me. 
We do not understand your American elites and their obsession with ch- with children. What is wrong with your elites? Well, you guys, you heard about fucking the weak, pathetic men. That's why you heard that story about a month ago where this guy's daughter was, you know, uh, molested by his buddy, and he went and he killed that guy for touching oh, yeah. his daughter. And they didn't prosecute him. They're like, yeah, that, well, that's his right as a father. Yeah, 100%. They, they should have that law where if you're a parent and somebody molests your kid, you have the right to kill them or brutally yeah. maim them. Either way. Something. I know uh, in my ancestors' past, you would remove the offending instrument to be sure. Of course. You're, you're the Sicilian scallion, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> – Sicilians uh, don't fuck around. <laughs> don't mess around. <laughs> we actually had a guy that, you know, he didn't – Omarta, quite... baby. Omarta. Dude, we had a guy just disrespect one of my cousins, and my uncle's like, ah, I wish we could do things the old way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and there's and there's a clear distinction between, you know, what that looks like in terms of on, on the on the surface of people who present, but what they potentially could do, right? Like in terms of of uh, retaliation, in terms of actions that are that are taking place, and. There's there's a couple of examples that that I think speak volumes in terms of the people who 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 are the I guess the street who are on the street in terms of what they can do and and one is is Cain Velasquez in oh, terms yeah. of his actions and what he's what you know many people would say well I'm going to do this and that but you look at his action and then, and then most recently recently we had a UFC fighter. Uh, that uh, decided to take upon himself someone who masked it all, who who uh, Kobe Covington had truly disrespected his family, said numerous things uh, that literally said, "You know what? I, that's not how I play, bro. You may bet beat me in the octagon on a on a on a on a paid you know sport type of thing, but that's not how I operate." So apparently, uh, Covington was having dinner at some uh, steakhouse in Miami, and somebody oh, that was right. there. Oh, right, Kobe Covington, yeah, Jorge yeah Jorge, yeah, somebody texted him and said, hey, listen, bro, like, Covington's here. And so, you know, again, going back to it, like, that's the difference between people who will take actions into their own hands. And, and uh, you know, he, he creeped up on him and blasted him and knocked, knocked his teeth out. And uh, Covington shouldn't put press par- charges. I mean, he should say, you know what, I, I won't speak bad about your family again. Um, a lot of the UFC people were like, hey, you know, he's a professional fighter. He shouldn't do all this. One person that did come to his defense, um, of course, was Habib. Uh, Habib said, you know what? You don't talk about my religion. You don't talk about my family or I will I will I will beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a different set of rules. I was I was uh, it was pretty interesting. I, I was uh, played a quick clip of uh, of Andrew Tate, who's a former world kickboxing champion. Uh, lives in Romania. He got out of the West. He's a dual citizen, American British uh, citizen. He got the hell. He's like the West is dead. The West is a descending civilization. I live in Romania, and he's like, you know, in Romania, you got to know, you know. He says, you know, if I'm in London, there's no way I'm going to wear a nice watch on my wrist and walk down in London. You're going to get killed, right? You, like in London and in America, right? You you go into a city in America or a city in England, you, there's a chance for you to get get jacked or killed in a random act of violence, like. I just read a random act of violence in New Orleans where a bunch of freaking four teenagers, three girls and a boy, carjacked this elderly 70-some-odd-year-old woman, dragged her down the street, her arms severed off, and she bled to death on the sidewalk while people are surrounding her. Yo, did, okay? I, did, I, did I tell you what happened to us in London? No, no. no. Why don't you share that with us? I mean, Dude, this is like uh, – been there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 2019. The wife and I 
uh, spent like a month over there. We delayed our honeymoon. So anyway, we, we were in London for a couple of days. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of a long story, but whenever you do Uber Eats, never put your room number on that thing. Just have them deliver out in the street, right? You go meet them outside. So I get a knock on the door. I order pizza at 2 a.m. All of a sudden, I'm asleep with the wife. I get a knock on the door about 4.30, and I hear – I'm like, oh, who is it? You know, I, I'm, I can't see out the eye hole, right? And I hear the guy go, oh, reception. Now, I know the reception's a female, but, you know, okay, it could have been changed. He said, reception, can I come in? And I said, what do you want? And he goes – and he, like, mumbled, and he says something about a check. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, how can I help you? And he goes, oh, can I come in? And now I'm, now I'm pissed. Now I'm pissed. I, I said, no, you may not come in. And like, I look through the eye hole and he pulls his hand off the eye hole and walks down the hallway and leaves. And I look out the window and I see him get into a car and go, this freaking dude tried to bust into my hotel room. So I call the bodies, you know, I call reception the next morning. They call a Bobby. I, they actually allow me to go in the back and look at the security tape. And that's some freaking thug, you know, it's just what you think he would be. And the Bobby's like, oh, maybe he was like lost or, you know, perhaps he thought, that, uh, that, you know, I'm like, no, he wasn't lost. <laughs> he wasn't lost. He knocked on my door trying to get in. So that's the extent of the story. But the Bobby's like, they didn't want to do nothing about it. I told him exactly how the guy could have gotten the information. I told him, you know, I gave him the license plate that went away. And the guy tried to make excuses for him because it was, you know, I don't know why. I can tell sir, you the guy sir, was, We you understand know. that you're very upset about this. But I wanted to let you know, over here we have certain inalienable rights for criminals. Number one, the criminal has the right, unless he is in the process of killing you, we cannot press charges. And even then, we can only hold them for 24 hours, and they must be released with the full understanding that they have your name, address, and phone number, so they can track you down and finish the job. Now, if your blood happens to spurt across his face, we might even slap his wrist once or twice, as we give him $100 for a cab. Yes. And we will pledge, uh, we will do a complete, uh, you know, what, what, whatever virtue signaling needs to be done, we'll also do that. Well, it, and you know what? I hate to say it, and I'm just going to make an observation, and I'm not saying it makes a difference, but it was a person of color that, uh, you know, tried to get in the room. So That's racist. That's, That's racist. racist. Yeah. So it might be that the cop, if it was a white guy, the cop might have pulled up on the lead. You know what uh, I mean? Dude, that's what you should have said. It was a, definitely a white male trying to break into my do- into my hotel room. They uh, will. They will have him handcuffed in two point two seconds. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, and he was. Uh, he he looked racist to me. Yeah, he was wearing a a uh, Trump shirt. Oh, <laughs> done. Screaming it's MAGA country. So yeah, <laughs> not not quite as dramatic as the other story with the woman getting her arm cut off, but that crap happened and it happened to me. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. Carjacking yeah, specs yeah. worry insurance industry could lead to higher premiums. Thank you, jackass, dumbass teenagers. Carjackings have spiked. In recent years, along with auto thefts and besides some victims enduring the trauma of sometimes violent event, many auto owners may be paying the price with increased car insurance premiums. Jeez, this is crazy, man. Look, car thefts rose 30%. We're turning into a third world country, guys, right in front of our eyes. Right in front of our eyes. It's going to be like South Africa. It's going to be like that, that, that video of the, of the you know that video, uh, Nick, where the, you got these guys in an armored truck. They're trying to deliver some cash. And all of a yeah. sudden they're like, they're like trying they're in the process of getting hijacked and they gotta like do some evasive maneuvers and whatnot just to escape. Is that you, what you we're heading the, to? You get to the bullets off the window, like flack, flack, flack. It wasn't a joke. No, it wasn't a joke. It was unbelievable, man. Look, most carjackings are convinced by juveniles who sometimes might be part of a larger ring of chop shops or use 
vehicles for drive-by shooting in CIB found. You some major U.S. cities. Translations. Whenever you hear some major U.S. cities, you need to translate in your brain. Major uh, Democrat-controlled shitholes suffered a two hundred percent jump in carjackings over the past two years. <gasps> Look at that. Well, the, this you know, my home state experiencing a two hundred eighty-six percent spike. You know, and primarily we used to see the the, the carjackings, the car robberies in the, in the in the in the southwest, right? Like Arizona, anywhere close to the border, where, like for example, um, when I lived in Arizona, my my company vehicle was stolen once out of my own driveway, and then I had another uh, colleague that his his company car was stolen twice. <laughs> because Jeez. why they take it over Mexico to the chop shops and get it done? But this is it speaks volumes in terms of I think what we're going to see as as we you know you are correct we are a nation in decline. So random acts of crime are going to increase in frequency. The next link be that I shared you, uh, if you click on that link, is that this is going to happen anywhere. Like, for example, in, in my home state of Indiana, uh, carjackings are up 40 percent uh, over 2021 uh, data. So this is only going to increase in volume. And I think it's going to be very important, you know, for, you know, for our listeners to be very vigilant as we navigate through this massive economic reset that we're experiencing a lot of people that are struggling right now, um, car values going up in, in pricing for, for used cars. You know, I know myself, like any time that, you know, that my uh, wife goes out, I will, and she's going to go do shopping, whatever I always tell her. I'm like, listen, I'm like park in a well-lit area, area if it's nighttime. Okay. Use some common sense. Okay. Second thing, if you're walking to your vehicle, be very weary of anyone's within three steps behind you or, or close to you. Be, be mindful of that. Be mindful if you park to a car and there's multiple people that are sitting in the vehicle. There's, you know, some common sense thing that people, you know, I, I hate to say that we have to think like this, but we do yeah. because this is the, the, the era. This is where we're navigating through. And from this point moving forward, it only becomes more violent. Like the lady that lost her arm in the, in the carjacking. I can't remember where that took place. I think you alluded to it, cowboy. Uh, she lost her arm and, she, and eventually died in in the carjacking. But this yeah. is where we arrived, folks. This is this is where we are. Hey, Siege, what are the uh, what are the two A laws? What are the Second Amendment laws like in your state? We just, we want just got open cash carry. From carry. Okay, because where I live, it's been that way for a long time. We have some of the best two A laws, and I don't leave the house without it, and I don't care where the heck I'm going. And my wife, as well, she she. You know, she's not quite comfortable. She hasn't been trained yet for CCW, but I grew up around guns. So let me tell you something about Stand Your Ground and about Castle Doctrine. Those are two laws. They're a little different. I'm not going to go too far into it. Stand Your Ground means if someone's going to kill you or you think that they're going to kill you, you can use deadly force. Castle Doctrine means if they're trying to break into your house, you can use deadly force. In my state, they could just be trying to break through the front door and I could shoot them through the door. I probably wouldn't, but legally I can. Now, castle doctrine, and this is my point, castle doctrine extends to your in a lot of states. You need to consult an attorney and make sure that's the case with your state. But in a lot of states, castle doctrine extends to the vehicle. I have cameras in my car that have, it's like a hundred, a 340 degree view of everything. So if anybody comes up to my car, they're getting caught on film trying to break in. I'm sorry. They're, they're not even going to make it to the window. Like they might put their hand on the door, try to break in, and that's it. It's over. Yeah, well, and you know, like, as we spoke yesterday with Gus, with Gus, like you know, when I drive into the area of where uh, in Indiana that a lot of this occurs, it's called Marion County, Indiana. Yep, of course, 
Democratic led, been that way. Um, crime has risen in all suburbs around Indianapolis proper, you know, Broad Ripple, South Side, East Side, West Side. You know, when I drive in the city, I, I drive my clunker. I, 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 you know what? I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to drive a nice vehicle into the area and run that risk of somebody like, you know, taking the opportunity. Um, and, and they, and they increase in violence. You know, it's not, it's not like where it used to be where, you know, it's, it's at night and whatever. And they're pretty getting pretty bold in terms of daytime, um, you know, robberies at malls and everything. So we just, we have to be very vigilant right now. And I'm not being all fear and, and doom and gloom, but these are very common sense to understand the times that we're, we're living, that we're, we're navigating through, you know, you guys talked about earlier about like uh, people who really do things and make things happen. The best thing that I can equate like the United States to and our government is like the WWE. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're like the, like the world wrestling federation Ooh, that yeah. like, you know, you know, come here, I'm going to smash you. You know, we like, we're, we're all, show and no go that's that's we're what we're full best of shit, man really <laughs> guys like just to the body or what is it not jesse uh who's the other guy randy macho man snap into socialism oh yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something let me tell you something me jane socialism and, and virtue signaling is the way to go brother and i'll tell you right now with all my social maniacs out there running socialism <laughs> running wild <laughs> we'll give it away all of our money to our armed brothers and we'll do it for you if you fly the right kind of flag brother yeah, that's right macho man the thing so is true. social maniacs around the world me and the uh the <laughs> me and marxist man over here <laughs> randy marxist man we're gonna tax the rich and give to the poor redistribution of wealth brother that's what we're talking about what you gonna do when the largest taxation bill in the world gets a hold of you, brother? <laughs> a little bit of Alex Jones in that too. That's so true. <laughs> Get your super real vitality. Do it today. Yeah, look at this. I do not go into Marion County. Folks, here's the deal. If you're living in a nice state and there is an inner city and that city is blue, stay the hell out of it. Don't go to dinner there. Don't frequent the. I, I'm done with it because that's the economic climate we're living in. People are desperate. And when people get desperate, they do desperate things. This is what's happening. It's unbelievable. I don't even go. There. There's some restaurants there in, in, in Marion County that I like. Won't go there no more. Too bad. Too bad. I won't do it. Don't give me your money. That's all. That's what it's coming down to, man. It's, 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 it's you know, and then. When those restaurants go out of business and, 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 and the city loses revenue, then maybe, then maybe they might do something about the crime. But I'm not holding my breath. Democrats are idiots. No, yeah, just uh, loosen up the 2A laws. That's all you really need to do. Oh, yeah. Start shooting carjackers and you'll be fine. That's what Pretty you need. Much. If you live in a, in a good 2A law state, start shooting carjackers. It's, yeah, that's not like, look, here's the thing about cops. It's like the old thing. It takes them a couple minutes to get there. It takes them like 20 seconds to kill you. The cops are never going to be there for you. No. no, I mean, they want to be. They're not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying they can't make it in time. You can't even ride a bicycle these days. They'll take your bike. <laughs> and then, and then they'll, they'll carry it away. They won't they'll ride it. it They're so stupid. They'll. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to push like shopping carts, like homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least Court they won't jacket. steal it. At least exactly. they won't steal it. It's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> 
So guys, so you know the U.S. is big, is taking the tin pot uh, or the tin cup, and they're begging to Venezuela for some oil, Iran for some oil, and this just in right now. Uh, this is pretty funny. Look, look, look at this shit, man. Because you know now that we've uh, kicked off, um, what has happened with uh, with Russia? We've you know sanctioning them. Russia's not going to allow us to utilize their rockets. Uh, to go to space, maybe we can now. I wouldn't be surprised if we start asking the North Koreans for rocket technology. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> we won't give you American basketball uh, if you uh, give us uh, missile listen, technology. Uh, I, 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 I talked to the press minister of North Korea, John Kim Un, and uh, he said that uh, we could use the rockets. <laughs> Yo. Uh, <laughs> We're a meme country, man. We are literally this country is being turned into an actual living meme at this point, guys. The West has no answers. This is a joke, an hey. absolute joke. I remember Scott Ritter was saying yesterday what we talked about before, where where it's like these idiots actually think that Russia just happened to who've been studying that the only way that the U.S. is going to go after them was to go after assets that they left a certain little bit of amount of assets in foreign banks, that when the U.S. sanctioned these foreign banks, Russia's like, okay, now you've defaulted on us, now pay for our oil in rubles. Good and, and, and Scott Ritter was right. These idiots are probably looking around like, oh, shit, uh, can they do that? Because that's the mentality we have in this country. Take the hill! All right, we took the hill. Now what? I don't know. There's no plan B, guys. Right. Uh, yeah. Ask Juan Guaido for oil in Venezuela, but Juan Guaido's not the president. It's Nicolas Maduro. Oh, yeah, right. That guy. <laughs> Russia single-handedly is providing the blueprint on how to destroy the new world order, right? Like I love it. You know, single-handedly, like here, here's the game plan. Here's what you do, <laughs> and all these other countries are looking at this, saying, "Oh, cool, we can we can start doing and, this and today." Dude, here's the funny part: it's far easier than um, Trump and, and and the whole Q thing. <laughs> it's far no. easier. Oh, no. Well, B, no. the problem, B, B, you always lack trusting the plan, okay? Like, I, I, I firsthandly know that Jeffrey Sessions has been working on this since he's left office, okay? So so don't lose faith. The White Helmets, they know what they're doing. This is all under control. Um, I've been told, I've been told by numerous sources that, that Donald Trump has been speaking with Vladimir Putin on a daily basis, that they're working together to destroy the new yes. NWO. Oh, right, Donald Trump is still the – he's the president, and they have him over buried in NORAD. Uh, he's working underground, and he's actually still the president right now. Well, so, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've heard that with the whole Ukraine and the changeover and the plan is because they're like, well, who's going to take over as far as president and everything? Guys, this is firsthand knowledge, okay? JFK Jr. is going to be <laughs> announced as the president of Ukraine, JFK Jr. This is true. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh jeez, dude! But, uh, I got. What, what do you got? I can't. I can't. You can't. I, can't. Uh, I have somebody that sent. They sent me a video of all of like the Q thing. It was like this two-hour video, and it's 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 a cousin of mine. I love to death, so I'll watch the whole thing. And this is at the height of all the you know, you know, all the BS like the election and all this stuff. And I've watched this whole thing. These people believe that like. Uh, Baron Trump is a genius and they have a time machine because like some, yes. book, yeah, they, they believe that he went back in time he did. and like wrote the way to save everything. And I'm telling you, I mean, this is sure. like, 
this is an IQ test <laughs> more than anything yeah. else. Like <laughs> more than likely they're too embarrassed it? to ad admit it. And, and this is no offense to the Trump family, but like it, from reviewing and seeing uh, Baron Trump and everything, I would say that he probably is on the spectrum, but I think that the Trump family probably has too much pride to publicly acknowledge that and advocate like the way that, that I would have had a child on the spectrum and the things and the challenges with him more than likely he probably is. Oh, I could have said it better. CG. You guys have no faith. Look at this. Okay, the Baron Trump collection. Travels and adventures of little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog, Bulger. Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey and the last president. It was written by Lockwood Ingersoll, who's the author. Um, and Baron Trump, his, he's, he is uh, directed by the great magician who's known as the Donald. And they have what's called Trump Tower in the middle of New York City. This was written in 1890. And if you look at the cover, if I could bring the cover, where's the actual? Let me see if I get. This is a real yeah. book. This is a real. This is a real book. Dude. Yeah, this is a real book. I yeah. have a copy. I'm not going to front. That looks just like Baron Trump. You see that? Oh shit! I'm, I'm showing you the. Book. I see a book. Yeah, that looks just like he's yeah. a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that book looks just like Donald Baron Trump. Trust the book. Trust the book. There it is. Look at that face, man. Let me see if I can bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, <you don't... laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> see? You don't yeah. believe it? That's That looks just like him. <laughs> right. See? L look carefully. Don't you see it? Let me, go, him, do a, let me go do a look. few more shots of tequila. Look, I'll be back. It's him. It's like him. Them. Oh, dude. Yeah, she, a few shots, a few tabs of something. Come on. You know it's him. It's got to be. You guys are pulling my chain. Yeah. I mean, look. Well, I, you... I'm. Ahead, I'm with you, CJ, as far as, you know, what they really should have done was advocate. But, you know, again, you guys are how you guys are not even acknowledging the the the, the, the fact that's inside that. You're, look, come on. You're, it's, it's him. It's a spinning image. V. He's a time traveler. I'm telling you, he's a time traveler. It's him. It's yeah. That's and these people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I gotta stop laughing. Well, you remember story. you remember how early on the Trump was so uh, vaccine hesitant, right? Remember when he was on the campaign trail? Um, uh, you know, he, he was like, "Hey, he's like, you know, something autism rates are on the rise. We see all these things. There's 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 you know, got to be something here going on." Like he, you know, he connected the, the 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 dots early on, especially with potentially having a child that was vaccine injured. So he he understood it like well at the beginning, and um, you know, even at the point where he was going to. to uh, have RFK Jr. do a uh, head up a vaccine safety commission uh, that never came to premonition. It never happened. Like I, RFK Jr. specifically talks about, yes, we had the conversation. I met with him and we were going to have a commission to, to explore uh, vaccines and the safety and everything. And then I never got a follow up phone call. It's very public knowledge. Um, so I, I, so I think, yeah. So, you know, based upon it, but it's unfortunate and, and um, I, I get why, like I, even as a, a, a parent of having a child with a vaccine injury, I didn't want to admit it. Like I was very hesitant about saying, oh, I was like f finding all the reasons why. No, no, he's just just slow. It's not going to happen. There's there's a cer certain sense of pride that comes along with that as a, as a parent. But inevitably you, you put that to the side. You say, hey, I got to think the best for my child. And 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 how can I help others? How can I serve others so that. The, the the challenges that I went through as a, as a parent and watching my wife, who's the real rock star of watching my son to where he is today. How can we help other families who are struggling uh, to get through this? And, and as a, as a president, a spokesperson, I mean, that would have been huge to 
and, and I'm not saying he is. I'm talking like it's 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 definite, but I'm just saying there could have been so much more of a higher purpose served um, to advocate for something like that, especially when you see that in less than probably five to ten years that nearly half of all boys will be diagnosed potentially with with uh, ASD. So crazy, crazy stuff. Well, I remember specifically I'm seeing a video clip where I think Bill Gates even announced like, you know, he was doing an interview. He said, yeah, Trump was studying the ill effects of vaccines. And I told him that was a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. I put wow. an article actually. He's, I remember him saying that, I, you know, I don't have that link just cause it came up and I wasn't prepped for it. Um, but I did, I posted something in the, you know, for you guys to look at if you want to try to look at that. But I, if he's telling Trump don't study the effects of vaccines, that's a dead end. Like, that's like, what do you mean dead end? That's some, that's some language right there. Yep, absolutely. That's absolutely. Um, so that's that's that. Unreal, man. There's a oh, and uh, Robert De Niro, just another story like that. Um, I believe he had thinks he had a vaccine injured kid, and he was actually going to advocate. He was saying, "Hey, I'm not. I don't have a problem with vaccines. I think they're good. I just think we need clean ones. I think that there's something wrong with the vaccines that are out right now." And then they started canceling all the stuff. He had a film they canceled at the Con Festival. And they, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah, he was out with uh, what's his name, uh, Del Victory. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They canceled him, and he like he had to go back on it. And, you know, so they they don't you know they did not want anybody countering that narrative. And of course, that was pre twenty twenty. We know what happened. So it's pretty clear, you know, what the <laughs> what was going on there. Absolutely, man. One hundred percent. So I don't know if the show's winding down, but I did put you had it up earlier. The cold card. Um, one of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me. One, uh, one of the yeah. uh, guy. One of the actually, one of the gals I think in the Discord room was asking me to share like the most secure wallet. Um, this one has been recommended to me by several people, and it actually. But is it racist? It, uh, and, uh, and does this contribute to uh, climate change? That's it, what I'm, I'm more interested in. That it does because <laughs> how much energy does it use? It no, uses, <laughs> the well you see the case is white so actually it's clear oh, so it's, it's even it's worse clear. than white. it's worse than white. that means it's gender fluid so that's good oh hey we're still gonna put that drink together that that soft drink oh yeah oh, oh let's announce it all right guys we're at, uh cowboy and i are putting together an energy drink cj i don't know if i told you this did you hear about this i didn't hear about this our energy drink cowboy won't you share with the audience the name of our energy drink it's called gender fluid Gender fluid. It's going yeah. to be our new energy drink. And the slogan. Do you remember the slogan? Jesus Christ. I forgot. What was it? Swallow the science. Swallow the science. Yes. <laughs> ah, gender fluid. Siege. What do you think, man? Siege? I mean, we lost Siege. Sorry. Was... My, ding, my ding mute button's not working anymore. I love it. We just got to make sure that we, you know, include a little bit of a cambodile or something like that in it. You know, you know what I'm saying? So get the chill effect, get the chill effect. It's all about, it's all about, you know, you know, being gender fluid. It's all about being chill. You know, swallow the science. Swallow the science, baby. Swallow the science. Gender fluid. I'll just do it just to troll the, troll the liberals. Why not? Well, I gotta, I gotta gender share. Fluid. I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of, uh, uh, launching a new Uber service. Um, we I, we should have did this a long time ago, but you remember whenever through the lockdown, everything shut down. I think it's going to happen again at some point. So uh, the new Uber service is going to call Boober, and it's going to be um, uh, topless uh, drivers uh, driving you to where you're right, going. So, so you, so, <laughs> you, you just, you, 
we, and we we get you the the uh, slogan is going to be we get you off slowly to your destination. <laughs> Ah, there you go. There's the punchline. Ah. I, I love gotcha. it. Nice. Yeah. So, but nice. uh, look, cold card is good. Um, you know, that's I think for uh, red crayons. I think asked about that. I don't know, man. It's made in Canada, bro. You think Trudeau has some sort of malware in here? You know, Justin Trudeau. He's like a. He's a. You know, he's. he's kind of. Or is know, it the other way? He's around a beta cuck. Where they made it in Canada because of Trudeau. Ooh, right. Yeah. But it is, uh, there are actually quite a few different products on that website. And cold card is something that actually is air gapped. And what is air gapped? It means that it is not connected to the internet. So it, it is looked at by a lot of the, a lot of the tech, you know, a lot of the eggheads. They say this is the safest. It's Bitcoin only as far as I know. Um, so rose crayons, that answers it. The other options out there, there's Ledger and Trezor. They have a decent reputation. Ledger did have a hack, but <clears throat> that hack was actually, it released the names of the owners. Fortunately, I bought mine under an LLC and there was, no, you know, the phone number was a throwaway phone number. <laughs> so fortunately, they don't know where I was. Um, that, that, so Ledger did have that breach, but Trezor and Ledger are pretty trusted. T-R-E-Z-O-R and L-E-D-G-E-R. So those are to answer that question. Um, and then, of course, somebody asked like what my opinion was on, you know, let's just say that everything goes down. The uh, the shit hits the fan. The crypto doesn't mean anything anymore. And that that's possible. Um, you know, anything is possible. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I like precious metals. Um, I don't store a whole lot here in the house. I have a family vault away from my house where it's stored. Also, you know what? Think about what kind of things you'd have to trade in a situation like that. Um, I got a hundred lighters on Amazon for like 13 bucks or 17 bucks or something. The strikers are a little bit stiff, uh, but they work and people will trade for lighters, you know, just kind of do some research on what kind of things to hold that people can actually use in a situation like that. Blankets, uh, you know, storable food, things like that. Those are good assets to have in a really bad scenario. Yep. Exactly right, man. Exactly right. So that's just some requests. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because, like I said, you know, like in terms of, <clears throat> you know, price discovery and all that kind of good stuff. As we as we navigate through this, I think that uh, the utility comes to to play at some point, right? Like in terms of what you can barter, what you can trade. You know, people, what people are going to willing to do with either, you know, cryptos, gold, silver. It's it's something that each individual person has to take into into consideration you know, as we navigate, you know, through this, but I, I don't think it's going back. I think with, you know, with every action that the United States and the West has taken in regards to Russia, the changes that are occurring right now are monumental and they're not going back. There's, there's no recourse to this. So like when Russia says, Hey, by going forward, any uh, energy, you know, gas uh, purchases are going to be done through rubles, things of that nature. You know, we're going to see more and more of that. So that the, we're we're in that period where these things are going to get a little bit quicker, a little bit faster in terms of people, you know, drifting away from 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 the dollar. And we'll see more push here socially in the in the United States for programs to try to help people as inflation surges, as uh, affordability of housing is reaching peak levels. I think I read yesterday in Zero Hedge that for the first time ever the average medium price range in the United States yep. hit $500,000. Oh my God. We, you know, it, it just, all these indicators are like flashing red and majority of Americans are like sleepwalking through this. So reality is going to be a bitch and you don't want to be caught up in that storm. Yeah. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Very well said. And with that being said, folks, we're at the end of the show. Matthew Aaron is on at 2 p.m., so keep it locked here. We'll be right back with Matthew Aaron. With that being said, I'm over and out, and CJ's over and out, and Cowboys over and out. Cowboy, thank you for joining us, man. It's always fun. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy your day, gentlemen. Cheers. All right, good stuff, guys. <laughs>